Hi there. Welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Berks County's podcast series. I am your host, Beth Ireland. I have a pretty sweet story. Not sweet. Awesome. It's kind of an awesome story to tell today. Um, joining me again is Susie Olson from Berks Dog Search. Say hello, Susie. Hello. Um, guest, Megan, who's going to help tell the rest of the story. Megan, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Megan. What's your last name, Megan? Shuring. What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. For a living? Yeah. I'm a Reiki practitioner. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Lovely. And a returning guest. You're practically my co-host at this point, <laughs> Sarah McKillop. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to tell the story of Trooper Jack. Sarah, I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. The ARL knew about this dog, although mm-hmm. he didn't have this name until a little bit later on in the story. But tell us a little about this dog. Tell us about the, the history. Sure. From what I have gathered, because I was not around back in the day. Nor was I. Yeah. Um, Jamie Saylor and Missy Keeler um, have been on the hunt for this dog for close to three years. And every time they would come close to him, he would take off. They did find, like, dens he was living in, but they were never actually able to secure him. So, t- okay. So, this dog is, uh, tell us what the dog is. It's a white. He's a white, like, bully breed mix, like an American bulldog. Okay, and pretty good size. Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. And so he had been running between, like, Shillington and Why Missing, missing. Mm-hmm. that Mountain. area. And so there had been lots of sightings mm-hmm. of him, and people kept calling, saying there's a dog on the loose. Um, but we just could never get him. No. Okay, so Susie, take it from there. Well. Fast forward three years later. <laughs> Back in December 21st, um, we got a message from somebody on our page that they had seen this dog in their backyard. And then Megan got involved, and there were about six of us involved, and we were just running around because this dog was being seen in Birdland and Wyoming, in Moton, in Shillington, and this dog, and Megan went up into the woods like Missy and Jamie had done and thought that she could find his trail. We found out he was going under the bridge <laughs> um, uh, right there, the old uh, Shillington Farmer's Market, so he wasn't traveling big roads, and he was just living. He was like everybody's dog. We had reports that he would go up to people. He would go up to children and other dogs. I don't know if they're true, but we had um, a definite sighting in this um, gentleman's backyard, Jack and Lil, and Megan got their names, and we asked if we could put a trap there, and so we did. And we had a trap there for, well, actually, we had a trap at Maddie's house in Moton behind um, the old giant what's that called thomas gardens we almost called the dog thomas (laughs) but um, what happened was we had two traps set one at maddie's house which was secure and she would see him cry up in her backyard but she didn't know if she could trust him because she had a little dog so we set this trap and the trap was out a little bit that was um january 13th we started doing the trap megan tell us a little bit about your like you said you're trekking through the woods were you seeing signs of him? Did you ever feel like you were close to getting him? Um, well, I was told on we on uh, Burke's dog search, somebody had mentioned where somebody else has seen him. So I initially went up to the woods to check the area, and then I got in contact with somebody else whose backyard he frequent a lot. So together, we went up in the woods to check the area, and at that point, we didn't see anything. And then um, a couple days later, I went up into the woods and followed the entire wood path, and I seen um, well, he apparently he's really known for taking people's trash out of their trash cans and dragging it around. <laughs> so a lot of people knew of him because of all the trash that he would leave around, but he would drag it onto the hill, and then 
you know, it would leave it there. And as I was walking, I found this whole area of the trash bags and all the trash, and it was snowy. So underneath the snow, I could hear there was more trash underneath me. It was like crinkling a certain way. And then um, I got an idea of houses that was the closest to where his frequent area was. So by doing that, then I went down and took flyers to all those houses. And two people, one person had contacted me and mentioned that, you know, her, we talked about how her house is directly above the spot where he likes to go. And then I got a hold of the other neighbor and talked to them, and they allowed us the permission to trap in their backyard, which was initially Jack and Jill. Lil. Lil. Susie, did you, at this point, did you have any idea that this dog had been being sighted for as long as it had been? We knew he had been out a lot. We did not know the connection with Jamie and Missy from the ARL because everybody that you would talk to, they'd say, oh, yeah, I saw that dog. Right. Oh, I've seen that dog. I saw that dog last year. That's when we got the idea that this dog has been seen for over two years. People have said, yeah, we just have figured he's somebody's dog and he goes home. But this was we just decided to call him everybody's dog and we needed to get him um, set to safety. So January 13th. Is where you left off. Traps are set at this point. Well, I don't know if we set them back on January, but in February, January, February, we were setting traps at Maddie's, and then we found, Megan found Jack and Lil, and we put it in there. I think about two weeks it was there, uh, maybe a little longer. But then we decided to really, I said, Megan, get in there and put the dirt down, and, you know, she put chicken in there. And I get this call. I was in West Streeting. I get this call, and it's like he's in the trap. And my heart sank, and I sobbed when I got there because I didn't know if we were doing the right thing. Right, because here... Because it was like here he is living on his own, which is not right, but now we trapped him. And we all had talked about this for so long because we didn't know what we were going to do with them. And we knew and we decided amongst ourselves that the ARL was going to be called immediately because um, we could not keep this dog. We did not know the temperament of the dog or anything. So within 45 minutes, the uh, the people from ARL were in that at Jack's driveway. So I said, we got to name him. I said, he's a trooper. Mm-hmm. And I said, so we called him Jack after Jack because Jack was so concerned about this dog. And so he became Trooper Jack or TJ or whatever. All right, so Sarah, mm. tell us about TJ's arrival at the ARL. Uh, well, Jamie came to me when the call came in about going to get him. So Jamie and Sue went out, and they secured him and brought him back. Um, as soon as they got him into the prep room, I walked back. He was, he was pretty scared. He really wasn't moving. He wasn't growling or anything. He just clearly was not happy and very scared. His face was beat up from smacking the trap. Um, he was laying in the crate, the large crate that we have in the prep room, just kind of laying there. And Jamie was talking to him. She's up against it. The crate, he never really did anything. So we gave him a couple hours to decompress. Um, shortly before I left for the day, I went back to the prep room and they had him out. And he was really, really dirty. And just, you know, he'd been on the lamb for so long. So Jamie was like, what do you think if I give him a bath? And I'm like, that's all you go for it. <laughs> so she put him in the tub and he just stood there and we got as much of the dirt off as we could. And, um, he was pretty quiet for the most part. And cute. And this cute. dog Very cute. had the cutest stinking face. Mm-hmm. He, oh, God, he was yeah, just He looked like cute. a teddy bear. He's cute. And he was like, I think people probably have a picture in their head of this mm-hmm. like emaciated, dirty. No, 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 no. He's a big dirty. guy. But this was a big boy. Yeah. I mean, he had been feeding well off mm-hmm. of people's trash and obviously taking pretty good care of himself. Yeah. So, I mean, he was physically in quite good condition. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so we kept him for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, we often see the time, you know, from a time a dog comes in until they get a decompression right. period, some changes mm-hmm. in their temperament. So how did he decompress? We have, we put him in a kennel like we do with everybody that comes in in kennel three, which has heated floors. You know, we have a nice bed in there for him, blankets, food. I think probably the first two days, the majority of his time was spent sleeping. He would get up. He would walk towards the kennel door when you walk past. Then he'd go back to bed, and I don't blame him. He's probably really tired. Yeah. Um, probably towards the end of maybe the fourth day, he was a little bit more animated. He started jumping at the kennel doors and got a little bit more excited. Um Jamie and Brooke would take him out and put him in the prep room, just, you know, get him out of the kennel a little bit and let him walk around for a few minutes and then put him back just to kind of let him cool down and de-stress. And then, girls, you came in as a group to see him. I can't exactly remember how far it was into his stay, but you, there were several of you that came in to to visit. I think it was three days afterwards. Three days. How did you find him? Extremely people-friendly and not afraid of us at all. We were shocked because he had been out on his own. They figured he's about six years old, so we figured half his life he was probably out on his own um, and just wanting to be with people. That's what we felt. He wanted to be with somebody. So, okay, so to all three of you, whoever wants to answer, like how I know for myself, I, you know, I heard this story and I was thinking, you know, it's essentially similar to a feral cat. Like Mm -hmm. a feral cat is used to living outside. He's successful living outside. Was it the right thing to bring this dog in? So at what point did did you make the decision that, yes, this we've done the right thing? Not until Missy Kaler took him All right. and gave him, gave him a new life. Okay, and so... That's when we felt secure because it was iffy, you know, because we, you know, he, we didn't know how he was going to be with other animals. It wasn't the feel-good story yet. Right. And then they brought her up to do a temperament thing on him, and she took him to Tennessee with her. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Missy. Um, Missy was our past temperament evaluator. Mm -hmm. She's been on the podcast. She and her family picked up and moved to Tennessee, just decided we're going to buy a farm and we're out of here. Yep. Um, But we're still very much in contact with Missy. She still can lend a hand with rescue from time to time. Um, Jamie reached out to her, Mm -hmm. I think more is just to say, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe this dog that came in. how did we make the decision that Missy might be a good fit for this dog? Jamie and Brooke Temperman evaluated him. And again, great with people, fine with the food, but he was he's a little skittish and he was not really good with the dogs that we tested him with. And because of his history, we were not comfortable like immediately placing him up for adoption and just, you know, we're open shelter. If you want the dogs, you know, as long as you're qualified, a lot of times you get them. And we just we weren't comfortable with doing that with him. And also our foster program, but probably 99.9% of our fosters have other dogs. Right. So it was like, we didn't want to set anybody up for failure. And again, you know, he's a big guy. We, you know, we didn't have a history. We knew he'd been on the lamb, essentially like a feral dog, except friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't want to see anything happen to him again. And we also didn't want to set him up for failure. So when we were talking with Missy, I mean, Missy has, she's got some Ex- mad skills. And she's, got, <laughs> she's got extensive 20 and years of experience with and the And she's breeds. had some dogs that, would not have fared well in other situations. And she works with them and she is cautious and she's not just your typical dog owner. She's amazing. So I believe she sent a friend in to kind of do a pre-eval. Yep. Uh, The friend said, yep, we think this might be a mix for you. So Missy and her sons drove up here from Tennessee, Mm -hmm. um, put Trooper in their car and off they went. Yep. Pretty awesome. And from what I hear, he loves her boys and her husband 
and she's working with other dogs with him. She sent pictures, and they're walking side by side with two other dogs. He's definitely a flight risk, right, and he'll yes. probably be a flight risk probably for a long, long time. Right. My guess is she'll keep him, and we're just thrilled with that. I mean, it's like this is the success we wanted because it was touch and go, and we were just crying over it. And I still cry. I don't cry over all these dogs. It's just this one got me. Yeah. Just got me. Well, what's really cool about Missy's setup, too, is she lives on, I believe it's 80 acres. She's surrounded by wood. She has outdoor kennels. So, like, this is probably as close to being outdoors and you know wild i say with quotation air quotes um that he could possibly ask for without being completely back right. in the wild again absolutely you know i don't i don't think any of us would think that he would do well in a 24 7 interior home environment like no. he needed that yeah. outdoor stimulation so it's a story it that's is it. there we, it is we call him everybody's dog trooper jack everybody's dog that's that's his story and and i'm glad to finally tell it we're just thrilled so we know there was a lot of people involved in his rescue for over the course of several years so we are thankful to all of you Susie, megan and the rest of your team that helped with that um missy if you're listening mm-hmm. um you know, keep sending us updates. We love to see them. I know she posts on the Burke's Dog Search page. Um, Susie, if people want to see some pictures of Trooper, how do they find Burke's Dog Search on the internet? Um, just, there's no internet. It's just a Facebook page called Burke's Dog Search. She tags me and Megan, so it becomes on our pages as well, our personal pages. So everything she writes about him. Um, but yeah, it's a, we, there's an extensive story on them. If you go to our page and just go to the search thing and put in um, probably Trooper Jack, I think, mm-hmm. it might come up with the big story right. and the pictures of the, he was pitiful in the trap and we just felt so bad, but we knew we were doing right, but we didn't know if we were doing right because we thought, would he be better? But he couldn't be left to die out there and right. get old out there and be on his own out there and just, you know, get something and die. So this is an awesome story. It is a great example of how Brooks Dog Search and Animal Rescue Lee work together to save another life. And I know it's not the first time we work together. It certainly won't be the last time. So we do encourage everybody that's listening to follow Brooks Dog Search on Facebook, um, help reunite pets and their owners, even if you're not a pet owner and you don't think you're ever going to lose your dog. You might see somebody else's dog running around your neighborhood. Your neighbor's dog. They have a lot of people say, oh, that's my neighbor's dog. I'm right. going to call him. And that's that's the that's the kind of links that we get, you know, people right. share. So uh, get on Facebook, search for Berg's Dog Search. Make sure you follow their page. As always, you can find more information about the ARL on our Facebook page, our Twitter, our Instagram, our Pinterest, our website. <laughs> You name it. We've got it. Our podcast series, um, www.berksarl.org. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, girls, for joining me. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.